0: Hi everyone, my name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Flock, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the Senior Pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm here with Senior Pastor Joel Swakowski of Music of Life Church, Kimberly. What's up, Pastor Joel? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. I am so excited, because today we are going to be talking about tattoos. Nice. Yeah. So would you give us some history and background about the topic of tattoos, PJ? Sure
1: thing. Well, aside from the evidence that people have been getting tattoos for thousands of years from, you know, research done on mummified bodies and all that, sticking to more, like, I guess, you know, church-related issues, One, of, I guess the history of tattoos would be they're representative or connected to people that have colorful histories. Ah. Maybe uh, the criminals, the prisoners, troublemakers, gang members, stuff like that. And because of that, um, you know, I think, I, I think people with tattoos have been lumped into these certain, certain groups of people. But, the thing is as our as our culture I, i'd say over the last 20 years especially as our culture has continued to progress forward in whatever direction it's going people with tattoos has become a lot more accepted so i think the history or background as we see it today is oh, it's become a way for people to express themselves in in a, you know in a unique fashion i guess cool
0: so why is this a topic that we're talking about today how have, how have people been hurt in the church by the topic of tattoos.
1: When that goes back to this stereotype of people with tattoos are troublemakers. Okay. Or gang members or prisoners. Although there's a big history of military men and women getting tattoos as well, there is this stigma behind them. And so what I'd say the damage done in the church often comes through the judgment that happens on these people. Hmm. Um, you know, tattoos going against this prim and proper look that quote-unquote Christians are supposed to have. And and it's even it has even caused people with tattoos to be limited in, in the capacity in which they can serve in church. Um, I actually have had people at Music Life Church, Kimberly, tell me, because I have tattoos, and I wear short sleeve shirts, mm-hmm, I've had people tell me churches they used to be a part of would have never let me be a pastor at that church with these tattoos. Wow. Just because of the way it made me look and because of the stereotype or judgment behind these. So, I would say it's it's caused damage just through judging people's appearance and judging them as a certain type of person because of tattoos.
0: And so, you know, I've seen that too is where people, you know, maybe came to know the Lord later and yeah. their you know, their early years were maybe more rowdy and they come to know the Lord. And then all of a sudden they feel ashamed that they have all these tattoos. Right. right? So they don't come around. So these people though, that um, have the belief that tattoos do actually show your bad past, that they are a representation of you know uh a a sinful past or maybe a sinful present what uh can or i should say can they can they support that claim and how do they support that
1: yeah so we're on the strict side right Mm -hmm. so these people who are basically saying you have tattoos you are a bad person or you're a sinner yeah there's a verse in leviticus that is very easy to support this position and it it Literally says, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. So there you go. It's quoting scripture at a person saying, the Bible says don't get tattoos. So if you have tattoos, not even don't, like I'm confronting a person who's currently getting one or deciding to get one. But if you have had a tattoo or you have a tattoo on your person's, you're in a constant state of breaking this command from the Lord. Wow.
0: And these cuttings are representing you, you know, worshiping the dead?
1: Yeah, that's what it looks like from this verse. It is, you know, it was a pagan practice and Okay. So yeah, it would it would imply you're worshiping other gods okay. other than Jehovah.
0: So how would someone defend themselves against someone with this strict perspective
1: well that you know especially yeah if somebody comes at me and says you must be worshiping pagan religions or you know other gods because of your tattoos or you must be a bad person i'd you know i'd ask them what their support is if they throw this verse out at me what i'd ask is am i still under the law of moses like does this verse apply to me hmm and not only that, but if and you want to go into the verse, wait a minute. Are you saying the tattoos I have are prints that are for the dead or representative of these specific things that are talked about in this verse? It's like not all my, like my tattoos, a lot of them have specific meanings that have nothing to do with any religion. So those would were ultimately what I'd be getting. I'd be asking them questions to hopefully get down to what do they mean behind what whatever their perspective is, whatever that strict perspective is.
0: Awesome. And okay, I'm getting a signal that we have a caller. And wouldn't you know it's Pastor Richard Tater. Hey, yo, I was wondering, Pastor Richard, if uh, you'd be okay if I called you Dick. Is that okay?
2: Okay, yeah, well, it's okay if you call me Dick, because my friends call me Richard. So go ahead, y'all can call me Dick. Uh, Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Joel, I do have somewhat to say on the matter of tattoos. Uh, Myself being the pastor of the largest church in McMillan, Alabama... So about this tattoos, why don't you go ahead, y'all go ahead and get a tattoo if you're a pagan, you know what I'm saying? Because you get those cuttings and markings in your skin, and you go ahead and dance around the maypole, and you go ahead and worship a tree and worship a rock with y'all tattoos. And uh, that's all I have to say. I will get your feedback. After I hang up, and as always, I just wanted to let you know that this is my favorite podcast. Too late. God bless.
0: Well, thank you,
1: Pastor Dick. Thoughts, Pastor Joel? Well, I guess the timing of the call was pretty good because he's clearly on the strict side of this. It seems like he actually had Leviticus... 1928 up his sleeve he didn't necessarily quote from it but it seems like he was pretty familiar with that type of passage
0: it does sound like pastor dick understands what a pagan is yep. worshiping a tree <laughs> worshiping a rock yeah so yep. hey you know uh pastor dick we do appreciate your call. so keep on calling in
1: yeah thanks pastor dick
0: great so so far we've covered the strict perspective tattoos essentially are unclean, they're wrong. They are uh, the Bible speaks against getting tattoos. As we're learning in this podcast, there is a whole another
1: perspective
0: to this. We call it the the freedom perspective or the loose perspective. So Pastor Joel, can you explain to us that perspective?
1: Yeah, I'd be glad to. The loose perspective is, I I did touch on this a little bit in my description of the the background of tattoos and it would be a person who expresses themselves through tattoos and, and which is fine, but to the extreme of I can get whatever I want tattooed on my body. It's my body. If you don't like it, then don't look at me. Mm. That type of thing. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we're talking about people in the church and Christians too. So it's, it, it's not bad people, but it is people who are just in this loose perspective with, with, no limitation at all. And and really, you know, one of the interesting perspectives I've seen in defenses of this has been going back to another Bible verse. Revelation 19 16 says, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written. A name written on his thigh. King of kings and Lord of Lords. So it's talking about Jesus here and then of Revelation. I have heard people say, Well, Jesus has a tattoo. As a defense for them to be able to get tattoos as much as they want. So
0: So have people been hurt by this perspective? By the, I can get as many tattoos as I want, it's my body, I can do what I want. Has that caused damage in the church?
1: Yeah, it has. I mean, first, the, the, the main thing I see here is if a person is focused on appearance or the way they look that's damaging for that person in and of themselves. But I could see too, there's also the case of sometimes a tattoo could be offensive to a person and it could cause damage to somebody who is weaker in faith. Um, I mean, there's some very, very offensive signs that people could be put on their bodies that could cause somebody to trigger or cause somebody to, to just be offended. And, you know, whether or not that person should get offended by it is a whole other topic, but it does happen. So mm-hmm. um the reality is I can't, I can't necessarily say it's my body. Don't look at me if you don't like my tattoos unless I'm going to make sure that I put myself in a position where you can't see me because I'm not in control of I'm not completely in control of who does or doesn't look at me when I'm out in public or when I'm, especially if I'm in the church, if I'm coming into the church with some maybe tattoos that are offending people. Plus I could see another side of this too, is whether we should be focused on appearance or not. I think it can get to a point where it does, It it's possible to damage a person's reputation by having all these tattoos and it can be, limiting in the areas that they're able to to minister to people. I think their the reach could be limited.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Now, here's an interesting perspective. You have tattoos. Yes. And I do not. Right. And the churches that we serve are very different i have a more tattoo friendly church yeah, you do then you <laughs> have a yeah less tattoo i wouldn't say less tattoo friendly but it's just a different there are different crowds you'd think that so i had yeah. yeah, right so you know with music of life church appleton it's like does that hurt me that i don't have tattoos because i want to be relatable to people i don't want to have this prim and proper perspective i still want to be relatable and you have tattoos but you still want to be
1: seen as seen as yeah professional or, yeah, or and, serious yeah
0: and have your and and have your stuff together so how do you sort that out
1: well i actually think the it's usually the people who have tattoos that think they're more relatable because they have tattoos than it is the people outside of that who are like, ooh, that person has tattoos. I bet you he'd be fun to talk to. So <laughs> one of the things that I think has worked out really well for you is, is having the information we do and being able to lead people the way we've been able to lead people. We haven't had issues with whether or not you have tattoos or I have tattoos. And our people have, it's never been an issue for our people either. Right. Which is great. But as far as like if that was an issue, like if if or if I was interacting with somebody who was just seeming to get a new tattoo every month and then maybe looked at me and was like, Joel, look, I got another tattoo like, oh, Joel has tattoos. So he would for sure be a guy who would encourage me to get more. One of the ways I might handle that, somebody on this loose side is actually sharing the regret I have for most of my tattoos. Mm. This is something I thought I would never be the guy who regrets any of his tattoos. Because I even remember when I got him. I remember thinking, by the time I would regret my tattoos, I wouldn't care anyways. But I care now. Not necessarily because I'm focused on the way I look, but because... Most of my tattoos, I think, are dumb now. (laughs) But so that's one way I could reach those people. Remember, people on the loose side are in this animal thought process. They're not reachable through direct confrontation. So a great technique I can use to those people is to share with them my regret of my own tattoos. Not telling them you'll regret this someday, but just sharing. So I have people who've never had a tattoo wanting to talk to me about it. And one of the things I've learned to do is like, I, I'll be very open about, yeah, it hurts. And if people tell you it doesn't hurt, they're lying. <laughs> and I'll say, I regret most of mine. I wish if I could go back, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have any tattoos or maybe, maybe one or two of the tattoos I have, I'd still keep, but it's pretty rare. So that's usually how I handle the tattoo thing. Instead of telling people not to, I just share them myself. And that usually reaches, at least it's going to reach them in the, pla- the only reachable place that that is possible and it's in their unconscious brain.
0: Nice. So when you see this going on in the church, when you see this argument and these two very opposite stances, the strict and the loose perspective, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think being, I clearly have a bias, right? I have tattoos. Mm -hmm. So, which actually I feel like has, has helped me be more merciful to people who have tattoos And, and honestly, I don't know if like, at least for me, I don't look at people who don't have tattoos and think, wow, that guy could really use some tattoos. So, um, for me, I, I guess I, I land in a place where I don't really focus on it too much, but, but I know it's an issue and I've seen people be hurt by it and I've seen people hurt themselves by it. And I kind of see like three different categories of people when, um, Anywhere, but in the church, including in the church. And there's the people I feel sorry for. These are people that do um, focus on appearance, who are getting tattoos because they want other people to see them as a certain type of person, Mm -hmm. whether that's trendy or cool or Mm -hmm. tough Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I feel bad for those people, not because of the tattoos, but because of why they're getting the tattoo. Wow. Because the tattoo is never going to fill that that void of, of lack feeling this lack of value that they have. Another type of person is a person who gets a tattoo for a known cause. And this is a type of person, I understand why they do it. And I can relate very well to this one because I have a tattoo, a USMC tattoo on my right forearm. It's my Marine Corps tattoo. And this is one of the ones that if I could get rid of all my tattoos, I'd probably keep this one. It reminds me of a time in my life that I'm proud of. And it means a lot to me. And it's a tattoo that when I look at, I feel good about why I got it. I feel good about what it means. It doesn't matter if someone else doesn't like it or if someone else does like it. I like it. So I understand when people get tattoos for a cause, for a specific reason. Nice. Even if it's for them. I understand that. And then the third type of person is actually the person I'm impressed with. And the reason behind this person's tattoos is when they get a tattoo for someone else's benefit. Now, this may be hard. This is one of these hard things. Like, right. what do you mean a tattoo for someone else's benefit? But I've seen like news articles. For instance, here's an example. Some dad I saw on a news article, had a big tattoo of a scar on his skull, like on the left side of his skull. A big, like probably six to eight inch tattoo of a scar. And he was sitting there with his son, who was probably six or eight years old, sitting on his lap, who had just gotten done with like brain surgery and had this big scar on his head. So his dad basically got this tattoo on his own head for his son's benefit, for his son to feel like me and my dad are bonding over this and and also, you know, for his son not to feel so insecure about it. So I think it's causing his son to feel built up through this whole thing. Oh, so there is an example of doing this. I've also heard other ones like family members getting like a family tattoo where it's like, I may not want a tattoo myself. But I'm getting it because it's a way that we're representing our family or our tribe. So there are ways that it can be for a benefit of somebody else.
0: Yeah, or someone, you know, going back to that second reason of someone getting a tattoo because they have some, you know, I've seen people get burned, and they take that burn and they turn that burn into a design that is unique.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's another cool way. Of, a cool reason to get a tattoo. One, I definitely would understand why a person would do that.
0: Yeah. And then when you say, when you say doing something for a known cause, you mean, um, a reason. You mean like an on purpose reason, an intentional on purpose reason. And I'd even
1: say a not bad reason. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like, why'd you get your tattoo? I don't know. I was drunk and, Thought it'd be cool. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. That's That's the people I feel bad for. Right. It's the Why'd you get that tattoo? Well, you know, it says USMC. It means United States Marine Corps reminds me of the time I served in the Marines. That's a known, not bad cause. Cool. That's awesome.
0: So the ultimate answer... So can you hit the ultimate answer again?
1: Yeah. So the ultimate answer would be in line with the people who their reason for tattoos uh, that... I'm impressed with is a person who gets a tattoo for the benefit of someone else. So if I want to be guided by love in this area, the, the ultimate answer would be get as many tattoos as you want. Get as many tattoos as you want. As long as it's for the benefit of someone else.
0: Thank you, pastor Joel. This has been what the flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, You're not alone, we're here for you.